Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Women in Tech Weekly Remix episode. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Stick around. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. Hey, it's Jane Portman, co-founder of Usalist and host of UI Breakfast podcast. At Usalist, we help SaaS founders send better email. I'm based in Voronezh, Russia. It's a show... Uh, for UI, UX designers, product people, SaaS people. And it's been out there for many years, again, since 2013 or 14, probably 14. We just crossed 2 million downloads last year. And I'm pretty amazed how it turned from something. I just wanted to get comfortable with the media in the beginning. And it was very sporadic and uh, free form. And turns this into a thing of its own. And uh, right now it's going out every two weeks and I can't think about stopping it because it's a thing. So I want to dive deeper into your podcast, but before we do, let's have the formal introduction. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? My name is Jane Portman and I'm co-founder of Usalist, an email automation tool built specifically for SaaS companies. That's my full-time job and we've been doing it for four years. Previously, I used to do UI UX consulting, working with other SaaS companies, also writing books, uh, doing a podcast, just getting the design word out there. These days, uh, all I do is mostly marketing and uh, spreading the word about email automation. I really didn't think about what I was getting into, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I do these days. I'm so excited to get into your story. We'll start by talking about your podcast, and then we're going to talk about UserList, and then we'll go back into the history of you even becoming exposed to the world of technology and how you pursued it. So let's start with your podcast. When did you start podcasting? goes back to the fall of 2014. And uh, yeah, I bought a mic, and I just wanted to have some conversations and was totally uncomfortable. And then I started exploring the medium, which turned into a more or less regular publication. These days it goes out like clockwork. I've got a podcast manager helping me. We've been taking sponsorships for the last 
probably four years. And it's, it's, it's a nice, uh, nice way to, as they say, go give back to the community, provide exposure, have meaningful conversations with people I don't know. And it's my sort sort of my way of networking that also provides value for the rest of the world. I mean, you and I started podcasting around the same time and podcasting was not popular <laughs> then. Not even just what inspired you to create a podcast, but why podcasting and not one of the other platforms that was more uh, adopted at the time? I was a heavy consumer of podcasts back then, and I really loved the voices that I heard and how they impacted my life and how they taught me things. So it was another medium, and I also did blog, and I also did uh, other things, but somehow this particular way, uh, it's it's a relatively mm, low effort way of putting stuff out regularly, I think. I think. I mean, for me, at least it's easier to get on a call with a, with someone and have a nice, enjoyable chat. So it stuck because it wasn't too hard and I could uh, do other things with my career while just having it and letting it grow. I guess that's why it lasted so long. <laughs> Hi, this is Mia Kogan-Spivak, senior in high school that hopes to study neuroscience and hopefully become a doctor, maybe a pediatrician, just outside of Boston. That is such a good question because I have so many like way out there further in my future goals. I think I would have to say that I end up at the, I'm not going to say the my top choice medical school. I'm going to say the best medical school for me that that's where I end up and that I don't go crazy with trying to like get into my first choice and those kinds of things. Cause that's not always going to end up being the right choice, but that's what I would say because I know that after those four years, so many doors will open for me in the ways that I want them to like, whether I want to go on to do a residency and a fellowship or whatever that might be, or, I don't know, go and work for two years and do something else and then become a doctor, you know, whatever, whatever I choose to do. I know that once I go to medical school, I feel like it's just an endless world of opportunity. And you will be in school forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I will be in school forever. But I like I hopefully will like what I'm learning because like I do really enjoy sort of biology and those kinds of things right now. So that's the part of school I like. So, you know, hopefully just an endless, (laughs) endless tunnel, endless school cycle in your journey as you've gone through school. What has been a really huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome in order to pursue your your dream career? I don't want to sound pretentious when I say this, and I don't think I will because it's true and it's just honest. <laughs> Most of my school career, so I'm I'm talking like elementary, middle, and then like the first year of high school, particularly in math, but also like most other subjects, I didn't really have to put in a lot of effort to do well. Like, I mean, I was like in middle school, I was just turning in assignment homework assignments and doing the stuff in class and getting all A's. And it was just sort of a coasting type of thing. I was not, I didn't really have to put in a ton of effort. And so 
I will funnily enough say that it started with when we started geometry in ninth grade. And I was like, I don't understand any of this, where I began this three-year process of, of learning how to learn. And it, it, it was like my big culmination of that this year in AP Bio, AP Biology, where I really had to learn how to learn in class and also learn extra outside of class because that AP Biology, it, I needed tons of supplemental material and I needed to be able to take it all in and learn how to do that and learn how to not just memorize, but understand certain processes in the body and all these kinds of things. Hey, this is Anna Gandrabura. I'm the founder of TechVille. TechVille is a virtual world where you can learn languages and improve your social skills. We are based in Miami. It's definitely the crypto movement, uh, crypto, NFT, everything, metaverse movement. Because in when Miami, I was thinking you about mean? in Yes, in Miami, absolutely. Because it's, uh, first of all, I heard about it. Not many people, still not many people know about it. I think outside of outside of the US and even inside the US, people who are not in tech, they're like, wow, Miami, that's, uh, you know, when I, when I tell people I live in Miami, they are like, either like you, wow, yeah, this is a great place to be in like for tech or they they were they would be like making comments that, oh, you came to Miami because you want to just enjoy life and do nothing, something like that. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, Miami, the movement here is great. And, you know, when I came here, the city was more open after COVID than other places. And I think it also contributed to people being more, you know, proactive uh, about their ideas and what they do. And of course, the mayor and how he supports crypto everything, because technically here, every person I know is involved with something that is crypto nft and like doing startups and stuff and i'm actually myself part of the um, uh, women and web3 community like doing nice. like DAOs and cryptos and everything yeah and people are here like you know people are just like learning things and they're not you know afraid to learn or afraid to admit that they want to learn something very supportive and generally for Miami i think if you want to build something this is a place to be because of the community so when i came to Miami it took me literally 2 months to know everyone in the community cuz like people are so you know open to you know to interact with each other to help each other you can easily find communities that you can join, you know, either it's a web three community or women in tech community. And this is the, and then, and then you just meet other people, you know, you have introduction and Twitter, Twitter is the first thing you go to when Twitter you is like come the to Miami community for the tech. I know. The absolutely. Absolutely. I was able to grow my Twitter uh, from 50 to like 300 followers in like a month being in Miami. Oh, it was being I think in Miami. It's, wow. Yeah. Just being and, in Miami and like interacting it with like, you know, uh, Miami tech people. Was that scary to move from one country to another? Like for tech, like were you already familiar or you're like, I need to be where the metaverse is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're right. How did you know that? That's that's how I felt. Because uh, to be honest, if you are in Ukraine now trying to do what I'm doing at the beginning of the show, you know, I told you what I'm working on. It's like super new. Nobody else is doing it. Right. And like it's all all the metaverse thing is like super dreamy too. People are doing it. It's like blindfolded because it, we like we're building it. We think it's going to work, but nobody knows for sure. Right. With all this NFT space, like people are doing this, but nobody knows what's going to happen. And um, you have to be, uh, if you're working on something like that, I believe you have to be in the right place, like surrounded by uh you know, like-minded people, because it, then it will be easier for you to get to your point B technically. And of course, it's always hard to move countries. To It's hard to move homes, you know? <laughs> it's hard to move houses. It's hard to move cities. It's, like, it's hard it's to move countries. Countries is insane. <laughs> The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.